they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Yo, yo, testing, 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 testing. This thing going. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. This is a very special bonus episode. We are on our way to episode 100, but first, we're going to deal with the many names of God today. It's time to take this podcast to another level. So, before I get into today's episode, we're going to start it off with music. Canton Jones, Elohim. You.
Yo, yo, that was Canton Jones with Elohim. And let me tell you something right now. If you fast forward that song, you trying to get right to the message. Don't do my songs like that. Don't, <laughs> don't do my I play hits. So you got to make sure you listen to the record. Let the record play. Nah, I kid, I kid. But thank you for tuning in to a very special bonus episode of Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. We're going to talk about the names of God today. The many different names of God. Now, I know some are familiar. You know, we have so many names. You hear people say, um, you know, when I talk about the universe, I'm talking about God. Or, you know, some people call him the man upstairs. Well, you know, I have a good relationship with the man upstairs. You know, I feel you. I hear that. But the Bible has different names for God as well. Different, many Hebrew names. Um, And I wanted to share that with you all. Maybe it's something you knew. Maybe it's something you didn't know. But uh, we're going to get into that today. So since Canton Jones kicked it off with Elohim, we can just start right there with that one. Elohim. Elohim is a Hebrew name that's translated Father God or God the Creator. In the beginning, created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1-1. That's a Hebrew name for God, Elohim, E-L-O-H-I-M. Now, the Bible has many different names, as I stated before, of God. Each one of these is a significant revelation of a particular attribute of his character. So, in the Old Testament, when God would perform something or do something, that will become a revelation to them, and then they will give him a name. Because in the Old Testament, before Jesus came into the earth, you know, God was performing things. So they, you know, they would identify him as the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And so once God started um, doing miracles or performing miracles in their lives, and they would attach a name to that attribute. You understand what I'm trying to say? Another one, El Shaddai, which means God Almighty, the all sufficient God of the mighty breasted one. It's an expression that reflects on God's strength, majesty, and power. So when translated into English, it is usually rendered as God Almighty. A reference scripture for that would be Psalms 91 verse 1, which is he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty or under the shadow of El Shaddai. Now understand, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. I don't speak Hebrew, so if if my annunciations are a little off please forgive me (laughs) the next name el roy el space roi el roy which is the god who sees me hagar maid servant fled her jealous master who treated her harshly after she bore abram's child wandering in the wilderness desperate and alone an angel of the lord appears before hagar to bring her comfort hagar declares in Genesis 16:13, you are El Roy. You are God who sees me. Never believe you are alone, even in your darkest troubles. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. El Roy, he is the God who sees you. Now, all these are attributes again of God's character. Still to this day. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
still to this day. But God was revealing himself back then in the beginning. So you understand what I'm saying? So as things were happening in their lives, they didn't have a Bible like we have. They didn't have written accounts, particularly at that time before Moses entered the scene. So once once God was revealing himself again, they were attributing names to him. Another one, Yahweh Yahriah. Now I could be pronouncing that wrong, but please forgive me. But Yahweh Yahriah means God provides. When Abraham went up to the mountain to sacrifice his son, he made this faith-filled statement. God himself will provide a lamb. Y'all remember that? Abraham said God himself will provide a lamb. And Yahweh Yarah did provide. He supplied a ram to be sacrificed instead of Isaac. Abraham memorialized this divine intervention with the name Yari. For the Lord's unfailing grace and constant provision. For the Lord sees and provides for our every need. And we know that says that in Philippians 4.19 where it says, My God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So he's a God that provides. He's a God that sees. He's the creator. He's God Almighty. Hallelujah. Another one is Yahweh Rofika, which means the God who heals. Yahweh Rofika, the God who heals. He is our healer in both body and soul. Psalms 147 verse 3 says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. This name assures each of us that our Heavenly Father wants to restore us to wholeness. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all of your iniquities, who heals all your disease. That's in Psalms 103, 2 and 3. Another one, did you know that the Bible refers to God as a jealous God? Jealous God in the consuming fire. For it says our God is a jealous God, desiring our praise to be for him alone. His jealousy is not out of selfishness, but a passionate love saying, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. It is because his burning love for us that his jealousy is so great. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire. That's in Deuteronomy 4.24. And that's why when people refer to God or refer to things happening in their lives and giving credit to the universe, don't you think that may make God jealous? Or when we refer to our zodiac signs as far as things happening for us or um, I think the new, the new thing now is so I manifested that. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't manifest nothing. <laughs> you thought you did. It's nothing but the grace of God that allowed you and the mercy of God that is allowing you to do what you're doing today. Let's not get it twisted. See, that's why we have to come back to the book. And that's why I wanted to, you know, doing the things that I'm doing and bring out some things in scripture, because I don't know if you all notice that. But the further and further that we get in this age, people are going to move further and further from God. And people are going people with money. And people in high places are going to promote things solely with the intent of getting people to push away from the Lord or push away from the church. But I'm here to declare to you that God has just as many of his children working to ensure that that doesn't happen. And I'm one of them. So we all need to play our part. All right. But God is a jealous God. So when we attribute something that happens in our lives, that's good. And we attribute it to something else other than him that makes him jealous. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to make God jealous. Another one, Yahweh Nisi or Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. The Lord is my banner. 
So we hear this name declared by the Israelites after a victorious battle in Exodus chapter 17, verse 15. Banners are like today's flags, like our American flag, or any flag, depending on what nation you're from that's listening. They are lifted to a height where they can be seen as a reminder that symbolizes security, hope, and freedom. With the Lord as our banner, we are assured victory. We can run and not grow weary and have peace and joy. Song of Solomon, chapter two, verse four. His banner over me is love. So the Lord is our banner. His name, just when you say his name provides security, hope, peace, joy, freedom. Another one, look at Jehovah Shalom or Yahweh Shalom, which means the God of peace. Gideon was afraid he would die after seeing the angel of the Lord face to face, but the Lord said to him, peace to you, do not fear, you shall not die. And this has such an impact on Gideon that he built an altar and named it Jehovah Shalom. That's in Judges chapter six, verse 22 through 24. And the word Shalom, which is Hebrew for peace, when you say Shalom, that speaks of wholeness, that speaks of harmony, that, speak, that speaks of completeness. And one thing about shalom is shalom is not dependent on circumstances. True peace only comes from complete trust in the Lord in every area of our lives. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. The Lord be with you all. So again, our peace is not dependent on circumstances. Our peace is not dependent on who's in the White House. Our peace is not dependent upon anything other than the Lord himself. Because that peace that we need is inward. Because as you can see, things in the world are really, really chaotic. So we're gonna need that peace that only comes from God. Next one, we got Jehovah Shirai, which means God is my rock. God is described as our rock throughout the books of the prophets and Psalms. He is immovable, Ooh, wow, unbreakable, a safe place for retreat and a fortress in battle. I'm sorry, that just did something to me when I said I'm immovable. <laughs> it's not like I ain't read my notes before this, but just at that moment, just when you say God is my rock and then you go in to break down why they declared him as our rock. And the first word was just he is immovable. That's just so impactful. He's immovable, unbreakable, a safe place for retreat and a fortress in battle. He is our true source of strength, our firm foundation, our support, and our defense. And you can cling to him in the midst of all circumstances. Isaiah 26 verse four, trust in the Lord forever. For in God the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. Next one, we got Jehovah Sabaoth, which means the Lord of hosts. Now that term or that phrase, the Lord of hosts, appears over 250 times in the Old Testament. This name can also be translated as the Lord of Armies. It captivates his sovereignty over all spiritual and physical armies. He is the Lord of hosts and gives charge to a multitude of heavenly beings to face our adversaries. See, you think it's a physical battle. You think that everything that we deal with in this life is physical and it physical really ain't got nothing to do with nothing. It's all spiritual. The racism that we're facing, facing is a spiritual issue. Now, it needs to be dealt with physically, you know, by certain legislations and all that, but we're gonna get into that in another episode. But you still need, in regards to that piece, you still need 
the spiritual aspect going, which would be intercessory prayer. So it's a spiritual root, but it still has to be dealt with physically. But I just said all that to say that if God is the Lord of hosts, and he's the Lord of armies, and it says he gives charge to a multitude of heavenly beings to face our adversaries. We have angels, man. I mean, if God was to open up your eyes and you were able to see angels, like army, it's described as armies. Like think of our current military or any military and look at the battles they have to fight in. They're in unison and they're in um, they're in order and things are just going forth. And when the, en the enemy comes, they sent, they attack. Well, when we're praying for God's protection, who you think shows up on the scene? God has angels. He has armies of angels that sent to, that's sent to protect us. So in Psalms 46, verse 10 through 11, it says, Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. El Olam. El Olam, which means the eternal God. And this name teaches us that God created time, yet exists outside and beyond it. We've said we said this before in episodes past. God created time in the earth, but he himself doesn't have time. He operates and exists outside of time. That's why God is eternal. Like in eternity, when we transition from this life to the next, when we go into eternity, there is no time. So our relatives and people in heaven, they're not looking at the clock. Oh, it's two o'clock today, Lord, what are, we, what are we eating for dinner? It ain't no two o'clock, there is no clock. <laughs> there is no sense of time. Time doesn't even exist. We probably won't even know what time is when we get up there because he exists outside of time, even though he created time for us. Notice before the creation of the universe, the universe had to be created the universe had to be created and it was created by the Lord God. So before the creation of the universe, there was God with no beginning and no end. All things we know have changed through time, yet our father never does. This means the character of God, his word, his kingdom, and all he stands for never changes and it never ends. That means we have a unceasing, dependable, trustworthy, and consistent God. God has eternity in view for you and I. And in Psalms 90 verses one through two, it says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place for all generations. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Now, before I get to this last name, out of all the names that we went over in Hebrew, and I'm sure there's many more than just those that I went through. There are many more. I just named those. Out of all the names that we named of God that they attributed to him in the Old Testament, you know, whether if it was Jehovah uh, Shalom and Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapoka, Elohim, and more. You may be thinking to yourself, wow, so in prayer so when i'm praying can i just refer to god as el shaddai you know or you may be thinking that you know since he's the creator can i just call him elohim instead of god i mean there's nothing in scripture that says you can't but this next name encompasses every attribute that we just named and more and that last name 
In Hebrew, it's Yeshua. In English, it's Jesus. In Jesus, beloved, there is no more important question that we must prepare to answer then. Who do you say that I am? Do you remember when Jesus said that to um, the disciples? In Matthew chapter 16, verse 15. So Jesus is the Messiah. He's the son of the living God. And the name of Jesus is the fulfillment of all the other names of God. As it is the name of salvation. Jesus. So when you say Jesus, you have said El Shaddai. You have said Jehovah. You have said El Roy, you have said Jehovah Nisi, you have said Jehovah Rapha, you have said all those names once you said Jesus because Jesus encompassed all those names. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you don't have to say Elohim anymore. You don't have to say any of those Hebrew names. You can. But when you say those particular names, you're only attributing or you're only declaring an attribute to him. When when you say Jesus, it encompasses everything. And in Acts chapter 4 verse 12 it says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Furthermore, in John 16 verse 6 it says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And if you have never done so, then call upon the name of Jesus and you will be saved. And that's the conclusion of the matter. So all that was set up, even in the Old Testament, they was contributing these attributes and things to the Lord, not knowing that there was a man coming. Hallelujah, God in the flesh, that God himself was coming to the earth and that he was giving us a name. Turn to Philippians chapter two, look at verse nine. It says, therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. Now that means that this name that God has presented to us, he presented a name to you. And he says, this is name, this is the name, and this name is gonna be above all other names. So there is, that means that there is no other name you can mention to me that is above the name of Jesus. No other name. Because the Bible says that God has given him the name. Read it. Or Philippians 2, 9. It says, therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So you can call on his name Jesus and all those names show up in that name. Every last one of them, even the ones you don't even have a clue about. Jesus' name is protection. His name is hope. He is peace. He is our banner. He is our salvation. He is our healer. He is our provider. He is everything that you need him to be. And that's why people want to stop us from saying that name. Whether it be on television shows or when they say the name, they try to do it in a sarcastic way or do it in a way that's um, so in vain, you know, when it comes to daytime TV or whatever have you. But that name, demons tremble at that name, it says, 
in the book of James. Even when you watch a TV show or even in your own personal life or someone you may know who may not even serve God or even know God like that. When something tragic is happening, what's the first thing that come out of their mouth? Jesus, oh God, like, because that's the name. I've never heard no one holler out Buddha. There's no offense to I'm, I'm, I'm just being being real with you. I've never heard in the midst of some oh Buddha. I've never heard no one say that. I never said no one. I never heard no one say oh Allah. I've never heard that ever. I said I never heard it. You either get Jesus or you get God. It's one of the two. I've never heard anything outside of that. Or you heard Lord, which is the name of Jesus, because it's the name that's above every name. Hallelujah. I pray that this episode was impactful for you. Like I said, it's a very special bonus episode that was on my heart to do and I pray that it blessed you I pray that it will bless every person that hears it and yeah man it's time to take the podcast to another level we're four years in we're going on five years but what I want to say to you my listeners in particular now this is not going to be put on social media at least for a minute because I want to talk to my listeners. This is a way for me to gauge who's listening. Listen, I think I've shared this before, but I am starting and have started a podcasting network. I want to help create content for the soul. That's our slogan. We create compelling content for the soul. MMS Media, Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures Podcasting Network. I formulated a whole network I placed on my heart to do it because I want to create some compelling content in the podcasting arena that's going to impact lives. Now, it's not going to all be preaching, but it's all going to be positive because God is positive. And what I want to share with you all is that I want to create a team of podcasters. I want to help create some very dope shows. So if you're listening, if you yourself or someone you may know that has been or is interested in podcasting and want to start a podcast and they have an idea for a show, send them my email. My email is mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. I want to help you create a show. Now, there is a fee attached to it, so I want you to know <laughs> I don't want you to think that, you know, he's giving these services away for free because I'm building a company. But I can guarantee you quality. I can I can guarantee you integrity. We're building a brand. We're building something that I haven't seen yet. It's black owned because I'm black <laughs> and it's faith based. And I'm looking forward to build some comedy shows. I'm looking to build some news oriented shows. I'm looking to build some non-fictional shows. I'm looking to build sports shows. So if you or someone you know is interested and you want me to help you build a show, email me mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Like I said, I'm not posting this on social media. This is directly to everyone that's listening or who will hear it. And that's how I'm gauge it. So this is, this is an exclusive to you, the listener. I'm building something, MMS Media. So in the midst of this coronavirus, in the midst of everything that's going on this pandemic, content needs to be created. If people gonna be in their homes or just out and about doing whatever, I wanna make sure that there, are, there is compelling content that's gonna feed their soul in a positive way, in a spiritual way. So you already know, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and your friends. Again, my email where I can be reached is mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on social media at mbills314.
And another thing, maybe you have a podcast, but you need help with editing. You need help with just, you just need some help. <laughs> Hit me up mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Remember the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.